Hey everyone, welcome to episode 91 of 15 with Andy and Jeff, or Randy and Jeff. Andy's not here. I think there's a, what do you think, we've got about 20% chance of Andy? I would say less. Less than 20%. His phone is here, so we know, or we think he's somewhere (laughs) close, but he's not here. So welcome to our post-apocalyptic. safe. (laughs) <laughs> we do hope he's safe. Yeah. So post-apocalyptic, I mean post-Olympic and final go. installment of a series that will be missed by many, including yours truly, Olympic Values. I'm an admitted sucker for the Olympics and particularly particularly the winter variety. So I've been despising my withdrawals almost as much as I was the sleep I missed over the last few weeks, but <laughs> the show must go on. As aforementioned, three weeks ago, we began the series Olympic Values We took a look at three of the values, friendship, where we decided that all that a friend is to be, Jesus is to us. Last week, value two was respect, where we decided what an amazing value that is, respect. And when we practice it, we can change the world. Each of these have been great messages and podcasts, and I'm anticipating that today will be no different. So if you haven't listened to either the message or the podcast, you really wouldn't want to miss any of those. You can find those in the Hospital Church mobile app. And if you haven't downloaded that yet, go to hospitalchurch.org slash F-H-C-A-P-P, Florida Hospital Church app. Now, this week, it was excellence. And the summary paragraph outlining this message said this, No one can be asked to do better than their best, win or lose, gold, silver, bronze, or no medal. If we each do our best, there can be a certain satisfaction in a race well run. And doing our best, giving our all in the places where we put our energy, is God-honoring. Excellence can be sought selfishly or not, but fulfilling and becoming all God made us to be, to live lives of excellence, honors God. And that 20%, 20% chance, came chance it came out on top. Uh, welcome, Andy. You're so glad we I'm here. should have played the odds. <laughs> oh, man. You know, we, but we wouldn't be betting people here at the podcast at all no, or no, at the no. church. That wouldn't be prudent. Uh, no one, at the beginning of that paragraph, no one can be asked to do better than their best. Now, Andy, this is not the traditional way, my friend. It, isn't this just straight out blasphemy? What happens to bootstrap Christianity if no one can be asked to do better than their best. What if the best just isn't good enough, Andy? <laughs> it's still their best. It's, it's <laughs> reminds me, it reminds me of when I'm counseling couples for marriage. I always talk about having one pot of money that they bring their individual checks to. They'll, they'll never make the exact same amounts. But if they each bring 100% of what they're making, they're contributing the exact same. Because you can't ask a person to contribute more than 100% of what they make. So we just have to say that their best is their best. Yeah. And if that's in their heart, that they know they've given their best, then that's all we can ask, right? Yeah, and I think if, if we can be our own best graders, it'll make a difference too, you know? Okay, but what about that person that's like, well, I don't know. I mean, is that my best? I mean, do I feel like I'm you know, holding some back? How do we have to look at excellence so that we are seeking to achieve unselfishly? As I was listening to him talk about that, the my, well, probably my favorite part of the whole Olympics was the the relay between with the two girls. Uh, oh, Cross country series, yeah. yes. Oh my, mm-hmm. that was that was probably because. And I think when when you speak about excellence, you saw somebody doing her best, but she reached deep. Oh, she did. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like she, her excellence was not about her ability as much as it was about. Her drive, because it was it was a phenomenal race. Or anybody that got a chance to see that, 
Dig Digger Dig, Diggers 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 Jesse Diggers. Diggins Yeah Jesse Diggins Diggins, Diggins. Diggins. That's it. You almost saw that she was not going to settle. She wasn't going to settle for anything more than her best, but apparently her best went much deeper than anybody else thought, even herself. But if you look at that best, I mean, we were we were headed this direction eventually. She starts, Jesse Diggins starts this, it's the Women's Cross Country Team Sprint event. Right. Right. American women have never won a medal of any sort. In no. any cross country event. In any cross country <laughs> event, let alone this one. Yeah. She starts the final lap in third place. Third place. And finishes a mere 19 hundredths of a second ahead of the second place ski- Swedish skier. 19 hundredths of yeah, a second. That's, that's, just, a, that's just it's hardly measurable. Especially after how, how much time was the whole race? I think it was forever, it felt like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the actual time, but it did feel yeah. like forever. She passes this poor Swedish skier. Yeah. I mean, she takes the corner a little bit wider, and you think, oh, man, that's a mistake. Yeah. She's never going to make it. But she just starts pushing and pushing and pushing. And that final stretch, I mean, it's an amazing finish. The announcers, if you haven't watched it, go online and just listen. It's worth it to listen to the announcers call the end of this race. But Jesse and her teammate, and I don't know if I'll get this first name right. It was Kicken Randall. It's K-I-K-K-A-N. They did this together, and yet I've read things on social media, on news reports, and all you hear is Jesse Diggins. You don't hear about Randall so much. Interesting. Even, Even though this has been a team event, and they both won gold because it is the team yeah. event. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we how, well, I mean I, she gave an extraordinary effort to pull this out, but it wasn't be, the, I mean, the part the, that the, her, the leg before her had to get her there. Right, had yeah. to get at yeah. least get her within the 19 that she could pull the rest. But how right. do I mean that has implications for us, right? Well, and we can't we also have to say Sweden and Norway who were second and or yeah, second and third. You have to say, well, they did. They were excellent too. I mean, sure. I mean, does nineteen hundredths of a second <laughs> is that what we're going to use right. to differentiate between excellence? Well, I think that to bring it back to the spiritual side of things a little bit, the whole concept of First Corinthians thirteen, the, the introduction to that chapter, where Paul talks about if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if I prophesy, if I have all knowledge, if I'm generous to a fault, if I, if I even give my body to be burned, I go into martyrdom. Without love, it's nothing. Yeah, and so I think sometimes that we can pursue excellence in the wrong way and have great excellence. I mean, we could have be the best prophecy teacher in the world and <laughs> yeah. have all the faith in the world and be great social causes givers, and yet if we're not, if there's not love in our hearts, that then that's all just empty anyway. So the excellence even demands something beyond the performance. Because that seems like after reading this and watching this and and seeing. Just, I mean, two extraordinary efforts, and even from the other teams. I mean, this was a race that will be remembered for Olympics to come because of just this fantastic (laughs) last corner, last home stretch minute or 30 seconds that just changed the entire look of the race. But when you showed the picture, it was, again, just a reminder. You showed it on the big screen of those two with the American flag draped Mm -hmm. in the flag and smiling, but... Her teammate immediately skied over and you piled on top of her with hugs and they're crying and they are just out of this world with just joy and just leaving everything that they had out there their best. And I think to myself, how do we react sometimes when, you know, maybe we're the other that maybe isn't getting all of the accolades right. later on, or even in that moment, she was the one that kind of got to 
get the glory because it was her ski that came across first. It was her that just pushed that last. The The replay will not be of lap one. Oh. It won't be of lap two or however many laps it was. It's going to be on lap three the finish line. from the corner to the finish line, and it's going to be the picture of Diggins coming across the line first. How do we prepare ourselves to say that, what if I'm the excellence of Diggins or mm-hmm. or Randall? And I, but what if I'm Randall? What if I have to come at this from maybe just, I mean, we're all equal. We're all giving our sort best. Sort of like maybe like a John the Baptist and Jesus thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Where John finally has to say, I must decrease and he must increase. Uh, and having a heart that says I can celebrate the other's increase is a form of excellence as well. I, I do think there's a huge difference between our partnership with Jesus and, <laughs> and Jesse and this and um, the other girl. Because the other girl, see, it's already started. I know, the other girl. <laughs> oh, man. I, that's sad. I'm going to have to get to know her. Um, because with Jesus, he's the whole race. And our excellence is our ability I think when Paul mentions to run this race, I think Jesus sums it up very well that he's the one fighting for us. He's the yeah. one that's that's doing this for us. Our choice is to follow. Our choice is to be a part of it. However, that life life is about, you know, a sense of giving up every single day. And maybe maybe that is our part. Maybe that's the the piece that we say, okay, I'm turning this over again to Jesus. And um, maybe in a sense, that's where we come into this whole thing and saying, but I want to be the one that has the yeah. ski coming across the line. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be that person that gets the notoriety. And I think that's the re- that right there is our part that's so difficult is we want to keep putting ourselves in that photo finish. Well, last night I was reading through Matthew through this kids reading plan through version. My daughter challenged me to a 21 day and I'll... In a moment of transparency, I'll just have to admit I was a couple days behind, and she <laughs> she was not. And so I was reading through, uh, catching up a little bit, and you almost got the idea when Jesus comes to John to be baptized that John is really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and he's going like, there is no way. And you can almost start to feel that apprehension, like, I mean, am I even qualified to do this? I mean, is, and I think sometimes, I mean, last night I felt that same kind of that same push as here in the message of, man, if I'm looking at Jesus and I'm, I'm emulating and I want to be his best, mm-hmm. and then I look at my best and I'm like, man, this isn't even, this isn't, <laughs> we're, we're now past Randall and Diggins here. This is like, you know, <laughs> Jesus, several laps and, behind. <laughs> Jesus and Satan, we're several laps behind. So I think for, for all of us, even if we've been on this journey a long time, there are times when we look at what we're set out to do and what God's looking to from us, and then you throw the word excellence on top, and you're like, hmm. man, it's almost like inertia stops because <laughs> I can't possibly do any of that. So why would I even bother? What do we tell people that are just in that spot where they need a little bump and you know, don't let all of it get to you? Just that's a tough I do one. think I do think that there's – there's a big difference between the middle of the race and the end of the race. Psychologically, okay. I think the way we see ourselves, and that's why I think Paul mentions run the race and run it well, but he says finish well, you know, finish yeah, the race. That's true. And I think when we, we look at, as I was listening to Andy's sermon, you know, God, God calls us to be these little miniature bright lights, I guess, so to speak, in certain areas of darkness. 
And there's times when it just feels like, man, alive, it's so easy to just let my light go out right now. It's, it's just too much work. It's just too hard. And I can, I can, you know, you can tell that there's probably times in that race, it's a long race yeah. where they're climbing up that hill and they probably think, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, this is yeah. way too much work. And, and I think that there's times when John the Baptist was like that, when he was yeah. in prison, when he said, is this really all oh, I worked no. for all those years? Well, even Jesus himself in the yeah. garden is like, okay, yeah. is there, it's like, a, you got a plan B guy? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think discouragement happens now. At the, in the And when Jesse was at the end there, you could tell there was no holding back. She yeah. was not going to let up. And I think it's because we saw, you know, you see the finish line. So I think part of it is, has to do with the fact that every once in a while, all you know, Jesus sends this message to John the Baptist. Jesus hears the, you know, Holy Spirit working. On, I, I think that every once in a while there's this glimmer of there's the finish line. I've got the victory taken care of. You just need to settle into the fact that be excellent. Just to be excellent. That's, and I think that's uh, sometimes those, those discouraging times are when we need that excellence the most. Well, and if it's tr- if part of the sermon that's, that I gave that <laughs> I think was true, <laughs> um, you know, the whole idea of bringing back to the gospel that in the gospel story we tend to we tend to oftentimes, especially as Americans, I think put emphasis on our part as if and make it more than it really is mm-hmm. um is if you, if you read that passage in, in titus 3 verses 7 through whatever 3 through 7 i think it's really clear because then paul ends up saying this is profitable and excellent for everyone yeah uh, that, that our part is just to be messed up yeah I mean, that's. I mean, that, not, that's not in an excellent way, though. Yeah, we're just we're just we're excellently messed up. I mean, we really are. And and that his part, is, he saves us by his grace and his kindness and his mercy, and because of Jesus. And then he pours out the Spirit upon us because of Jesus. He declares that we're not guilty, and now we know we have eternal life. It's like what you know. It's it's and it goes back to my Xander story of of Everybody giving the a. a. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and all three of these messages have had a really What's the word I'm looking for? Just common sense approach to things that we should be able to grasp and hold on to, at, even at very basic foundational levels. Is there a common thread that ties each of these together? Kind of a way to embrace this trilogy of just individual little pockets of awesomeness, kind of to a trifecta of the Christian walk. What do we learn <laughs> from the three of these together that we don't lose We don't lose respect, we don't lose that friendship? What is it about each three of these? We'd be an excellent friend with lots of respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of, you can't have one without the other, right? There is a commonality in the sense that they're all values, and values are what we base our actions upon, yeah. whether we have thought it through or not. And so to really take it seriously, to re- I, th- I think to really recognize that Jesus is everything a good friend is, Jesus is to us. Right. That every all that respect that we know we owe God, and but he looks at us and he says, this, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Um, and before you get up and do anything today, while you're still in bed, before you've accomplished anything at all, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Right, yeah. And and then to realize I can live like that, which is an excellent life. I, I can get up and live like a beloved child of God. And sure, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm still going to have – there's so many problems that are going to come along. But the life of walking in the A, knowing that God has given us eternal life and it's ours and he declares us not guilty, should – lead to a, a more excellent li- living and a, a life as well. 
And the fact that God gives us the ability to choose him every day. We are respected. He respects our choice. And respects, our choice. So does our, us respect. Our individual side of how we, you know, how we look at our approach to him. You know, we're all coming at him from, we're following him from different angles. I think he respects those pieces. Yeah. And allows us to be the person he created. Well, I would challenge each of you. And again, I know I'm a Olympic Homer, so, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of preaching to myself here, I suppose. But at the same time, I just think that there, these are three things that, you know, we talk about, yeah, it, it takes 30 days to make a habit. And well, <laughs> half, you know, this was what, two and a half weeks, the yeah. Olympics, and I already can't, my sleep is all messed up. So I think it's, I think it's way less than that. But if that's the case, then maybe if we were just to look at these three, and again, like you said, before you do anything else each morning and just take these three, that's a pretty good foundation. It if is. you can just th- kind of plug these three into whatever you're doing already, it's probably a good way to, again, get to that end and get to that excellence. And one of the FHC takeaways from this past week, I I just kind of... When I wrote it, I thought about you, I think. (laughs) I chuckled because I said, and of course, the one I picked, I just had to. I said, why do you think so many church buildings, programs, services are not done with excellence? And I think, you know, anyone who has done church for any length of time or across any spectrum of locations, cultures, has certainly witnessed this to be true. So I'm just curious if there are different reasons that you think are associated with these different spectrums in these different places. I thought we might be able to have a little bit of fun with that. This this vacuum won't pick up any dirt at home, so I'm going to give it to church. (laughs) That's right. So you can uh, go to the FHC mobile app and you can leave your responses there. Our final thoughts come from the message this week. And Andy, towards the end of the message, you said, why wouldn't you pursue excellence? Why wouldn't you do your work at whatever you do with all your heart? You aren't working for you or some boss. You're working for the Lord. And he's already guaranteed the reward of your inheritance. It is Christ you are serving, and he declares you to be full of excellence. Live into his calling and pursue excellence for his glory. And if you think about that, along with those other two pieces, and you kind of put those all together, those are just something we could take forward every single week. And speaking of another week, what are we doing this week? It's Jeff Sincomani this week. Jeff. We're, we're starting a series. It's actually kind of a fun series. It's just a two-parter. Um, I don't a, call it a series it's, or not. It's, yeah, it's a two-part <laughs> series. It's called uh, Learning from Rembrandt, or Lessons from Rembrandt. Less, lessons from Rembrandt. Right. Um, they call him the prophet painter. Nice. Because he brought things out of the painting. So we're going to just take two paintings that he painted and uh, take a look. Use, take them a look. As, use them as a springboard into, into what uh, you're talking about. Two emotions, one on uh, guilt and one on fear. So you don't want to miss that. So until next Wednesday in episode 92, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, and Thompson. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you then.